You're listening to Campus 180 Radio. Funny, thoughtful, real. Superman and Pikachu, Pixar and Tony Hawk. These are top shelf items that are very hot, but the things on the bottom shelf are what Mike and Adam want. Hello folks, it's Bottom Shelf Dreams, your number one anime and restaurant podcast. Yeah, what a what a spread of things, eh? Yep. We we're hitting all the bases. It's true. It's true. And I I love that for us. Yes. If you're still listening to us because you think we have a a knowledge on a certain topic, you're you're listening to us for the wrong reason. We're here to talk about everything. With minimal, minimal at best knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Jack of um, all trades. <laughs> um, but you know that's you know really what this podcast is about, though. You mm-hmm. know we're not we're not looking to be experts on things. Instead, we're just here to to highlight things that you should become interested in. And yes. um, today's episode um, is brought to you by my my favorite brother. I don't know about yours, Mike. Um, uh, but top three, top three, top three yeah. of my brothers. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we're we're talking about something that I think all three of us are are decently passionate about, and that's anime. Anime, yeah. animu, animu. Yeah, last time we had Dan on, we we talked about um, Babysitter Club, right? Yes. Yeah, high school baby babysitter club. Oh man, that's that's really a throwback. It's been what, like ten episodes since then? Give or take, something like that. Give or take, yeah. It's it's been a crazy ride. If we were a Wegmans, we would have an anime <laughs> section, a restaurant gift card section, a cereal section, a music section. It would just be whoa, a, whoa. the best place to go. Are you doxing us right now, Mike? Where 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 Wegmans could be the best grocery store known to mankind. Well, we've already talked about being from Rochester. Oh, okay, yes. okay. I know. Ro- old Rochester. Uh, greatest but, city on earth. Amen. Um, <laughs> amen. Um, but yeah, so today's episode, um, yeah, is uh, is another anime episode, and you know, I I really do feel like whenever we talk about anime or korean tv shows or whatever we always hit it out of the park because literally the next week another anime or like another mm-hmm. korean tv show becomes the most watched thing on the internet somewhere mm-hmm. profits of the digital generation yeah because speaking you know, of uh mm-hmm. oh go for it look oh so i was gonna say in the the run-up to this episode we were all talking about you know anime and like you know where to watch stuff and you know, even 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have things like Crunchyroll or uh, Funimation or whatever. Like you, you had to, you had to hope to get lucky on Toonami to catch Dragon Ball Z or something. Uh, you know, it wasn't a guarantee that you were going to get anime in the United States unless you were, you know, buying DVDs or trying to find it on the internet somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you had the Sci-Fi Channel, you had to wake up around 8 a.m. on a Saturday. To watch Robot Carnival or Project Echo. Who wants to do that? (laughs) 
It's so uh, early on a Saturday. Yeah. When you could wake up, have a nice omelet, or maybe, you know, some sugary cereal, sit down, watch Cartoon Network, you know, get some Danny Phantom going on. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, our, is our, that Cartoon Network? Anyways. Our generation had to grow up pretending Danny Phantom was a was a anime. Because <laughs> we couldn't afford it. Yeah. Because yeah. first you had to import it over to America, and then you needed to take Japanese lessons to understand it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really took, you know, the, the success of things like Akira and, you know, movies um, by the, the Ghibli group to really kind of thrust anime into the popular conscience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, next to, you know, uh, video games, you know, anime is just so criminally under um, under supported in terms of uh, writers in the in the popular space. Like you, you know, you you have um, you know you have the Oscars, you have the Grammys, and you have people regularly covering these things. And you know, anime does have show and jump, but you know they don't have you know you don't have staff writers at the New York Times, you know, regularly discussing the the weekly um, manga drop from you know japan that just doesn't happen same thing with video games and Mm -hmm. uh you know and as a fan of you know video games and anime and manga you 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 actually kind of you know have to brace yourself when you see that there's a a headline involving anime because it usually it involves them you know trying to tear down something that you love or you know (laughs) someone trying to blame video games for violence is ridiculous but you know, it's it's you know it's it's definitely video games and um, you know anime have, have have come a long way for sure, but they're definitely still a, a bottom shelf media tier product. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And you know, Wall Street Journal not once has said how uh, Naruto has impacted our the Dow or Dow the Jones. Jones or the bear market or the bull market, and I just think that's just wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you would think that you know, especially you know, with Demon Slayer being one of the the highest grossing and highest rated movies to come out around the pandemic, people would be talking about anime and stuff more, or getting more recognition than it did. But you know, nothing. Mm. They'd rather talk about Scarlett Johansson's Ghost in the Shell. Right, right. Which I just want to say, as a movie that. That uh, that anime to live action probably mm-hmm. wasn't the greatest, but uh, I think it, it was a great step uh, for for anime into the popular culture. And uh, you can even see like anime starting to gain more traction within the last like five, ten years. Uh, but I eh, know more like past five years. Uh, just that that step of oh hey let's try getting Scarlett Johansson, which is a like triple A actor, uh, into this anime live action conversion. So I, I I just think that's really cool. They crawled so Death Note could walk. <laughs> More like limp. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, speaking of things that are walking limping. or limping, um. Did you know we have a Twitch channel? Uh, Uh, Yeah, I I do that too. We all know about this Twitch channel, which you can watch at least regularly on Mondays. 
because that is one of our streaming times around 8 p.m. Eastern. It's the 180 Fun, O-N-E-8-0-F-U-N. So if you like games like Apex, uh, Paladins, Deep Rock Galactic, you'll definitely want to tune in and see our hijinks as we get beaten up by the AI or competition. (laughs) Speak for yourself, Mike. I don't think my bullets have ever touched anyone else in Apex. Well, you're playing on uh, the Switch, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you think that would help with all my <laughs> gyroscope. I mean, nope. it is so blazing at 25 frames per second. Oof. Uh, but... I'm surprised you're getting 25. <laughs> well, you know, the backgrounds are a little bit blurry, but... But aim assist is OP, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that's Don't get a, within six feet. Well, that's a that's a, a conversation for a different podcast and for a different time. Uh, this one's all about anime, and um, yeah, should we shall we shall we kick it off, Mike? Yes, but first, let's do a little uh, icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, come up with an anime that they would not mind seeing live action. Okay, okay. Uh, hold on, let me bring up my crunchy roll real quick. <laughs> um, well, I'll go, I'll go oh, first. Yeah, go, go, go. Um, I've never actually seen this anime, but I've seen still images of it, and it looks like it's very stylistic. Um, it's, it's definitely iconic within the anime community. So I think Ninja Scroll is overdue for a live-action series on Netflix. Does it have to be Netflix? No, it can be Hulu. Perfect. <laughs> or Prime. Or on Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it about? Ninja Scroll? Mm-hmm. Ah, well, you'll never guess it's about ninjas. Oh. Now, you might be thinking, where does the scroll come in? Well, according to this wiki I just pulled up, the Edo period Japan, the Yamashiro clan, mines gold in secret and sends a shipment to the Toyotomi Shogun of the Dark as payment for his protection. The Shogun of the Dark intends to use the gold to buy advanced Spanish weaponry and overthrow the current government. So that's just one segment. And I'm sure that would look a lot more interesting if someone tried to show it in real time. Because a lot of anime is about historical things and you learn a lot. Hmm. Now that's yeah. No, I think that's. <coughs> I mean, that sounds awesome. Uh, just as an anime, let alone a, a live action series. I, I, um, yeah. I, there's nothing I love more than the interplay between sweet katanas and gun. Yep. Yeah, that one would that one would do awesome, but not as awesome as the one you're about to bring up, Adam. Oh yeah. Um, I, you know, this is. I mean, I got I got two I got two different ones, both at opposite ends, and I why I think they would make good live actions one way or another. Uh, the first one is an anime called Black Lagoon, um, mm. and it's a it's about a um, the main character. Uh, his his nickname is Rock, and he's um, at the beginning of the the series. He's like a a salary man. He just works for a company. Um, but then he gets kidnapped and held for ransom uh, by this mercenary group, and then his company refuses to pay his ransom. So he kind of like resigns himself to think that he's going to die, but he ends up joining the mercenary group 
and he kind of reinvents his life around this mercenary band. And it, think of like a, the A team, but they're uh, on a, a PT boat in the somewhere in the in South Asia. Um, yeah, so they I do kinda... all the time actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the show is filled with uh, action hijinks, awesome gunplay, and you know uh, a lot of soul searching. Uh, so I, I think it would translate well because one, there's you know it's 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 all pretty grounded in reality, so you don't have to worry about you know crazy mythical monsters or anything like that. It's just people on a boat shooting things, and um, I think it would I think it would translate it would translate well um, into live action. And then the other one uh, I think would be incredible um, as a more of a like a K drama esque, or um, in my head at least, uh, it'd be very much like Dexter, um, but it's a, uh, a manga series called Monster. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, ab- it's about a, um, a Japanese surgeon who um, inadvertently saves the life of a, a serial killer, um, and uh, the serial killer like spends the rest of his his like his days like trying to make it up to him by and, you know it's kind of like that there's like a psychological thriller aspect to it um whenever there seems to be a problem um the serial killer um solves it for him in a, a serial serial killer-esque way such as getting a advancing at his job etc cetera, etc cetera, until it gets to the point that the the surgeon kind of pieces the puzzles together and he tries to make right the wrong uh make right the wrongs in his past but ends up making things from black and white to more morally gray. And, you know, it's one of the greatest anime and manga series of all time. You know, it's routinely in the top, you know, top 10, top 20. And I, I think it would make a, a, a great live action because, again, I don't think there's giant, there's not giant robots, there's not alien spacecraft, uh, but there is good human drama. And especially when you think about things like Dexter or um Bates Motel or um what's that other one? Uh uh like Criminal Minds, that sort of stuff. Um I think it would fit in quite nicely in that sort of genre. I like it. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh I'm also stuck in between two. Uh and they're both ridiculous. Uh <laughs> and I just I really hope that uh the film industry would do these uh well but i think one uh this first one uh as adam was just saying would do better as like a k-drama it's called love after world domination uh it's a it's a newer anime uh there's only one episode out on crunchyroll right now and i believe it's a crunchyroll exclusive actually uh but uh so you guys know uh power rangers <laughs> I'm aware. Uh is a common writer. Uh, it it is a common writer spoof. Uh, <laughs> so uh they they have like the Red Ranger, the Blue Ranger, whatever. Uh but they're all modeled after like their character names are all modeled after desserts. Uh so the the Red Ranger, I think he's called uh Strawberry Parfait. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh but the the show's about how the Red Ranger, the leader of the Power, uh, they're not called the Power Rangers. I don't remember what they're called. Um, oh, sorry, the Gelato Squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the 
the main antagonist, the bad guy, uh, is a female, and they've fallen in love with each other. Wow. So uh, in the middle of like these great fights, the two of them will sneak away to have uh, uh, dates with each other inside of a uh, apple orchard or uh, somewhere else to walk and attempt to hold hands as uh, the... The ap- apple blossoms or sakura uh, blossoms fall around them, only to be interrupted by one of their subordinates jumping in, and then uh, they're they have to pretend they're fighting each other. What is this called? So it's called Love After World Domination. Wow! It I think that would make for a fantastic romantic comedy, um, and that's just oh, Chef's Kiss. I think would be absolutely beautiful as like a K drama or a um, or just as a movie, uh, but it's set up I think better for a K drama. Wow. The other one that well, I'm thinking of. Well, I just oh, want to yeah. I just want to comment on that one real quick, Mike. Um, you know, usually when we talk about you know TV shows and movies, we always <laughs> try to come up with our own you know Mike and Adam version. But I don't know if we can Mike and Adam version that. That that's already. That you know, that's already there. I just want gelato now. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Mike and Adams version of Power Rangers. Right. It's absolutely beautiful. As you it, guys like, are talking, I'm thinking to myself, where does Jack Black fit in all of these series? Oh, Jack Black would fit in perfectly with Love <laughs> Love and World Domination. He would definitely be like the Blue Ranger. Uh, who's the Red Ranger's best friend, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, him kind of... I Obviously, there's only one episode you can only understand so much of the show so far, but I'm I'm just imagining, like, Jack Black kind of understanding that the his best friend is in love with uh, this... Um, with with the, the, the main villain and is trying mm-hmm. to uh, help him along and, like, trying to distract the other rangers. Oh, man. Here's my money. Go do your best with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, and my second one is a old classic, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, so for those of you who don't know it, uh, it's a soul-searching, uh, giant robot-fighting, alien sci-fi story. Uh, screeching roller coaster uh, of a ride. It is absolutely insane. Um, and it follows this uh, boy who was um, for he was basically mentally abused uh, by his father uh, over the loss of uh, the mother, so the the father's wife, uh, and wanting to recreate her basically. Um, and at the same time, trying to defend the last city on Earth against these aliens uh, called angels. And it's just a absolutely bonkers uh, show. And I think it would make for a great live action if it uh, was made and released shortly after uh, like the Pacific Rim movies. Just like giant and uh, these giant. Excellent. Well, uh, take it back. Uh, you brought up a good question or a good thing, a good question that I mm-hmm. like. Why can't why can't Spider Man be anim- 
updated. Is, oh, why, can't, why can't the next Bond uh, movie be a Rooney? So it's uh, not okay. It's not a, a yeah, makes it's sense. Not canonized into Disney's, but um, well, I mean that's not totally uh totally true. Um, there's a I think there's like two or three um Blade Runner twenty forty nine shorts um that are kind of prequels and sequels um that are canon uh you can see on hbo i believe i think one of them is called like black lotus um the other one's something something children or something um those are canon um yeah i don't know other than that i got nothing off the top of my head well here's a flip on the question if dc decided to make their whole universe animated instead of live action would it be taken as seriously as the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I, I think that's a, it's, it's an inter- interesting question. I mean, I think DC already has a reputation for having the superior animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Marvel has any kind of animated series that comes close um, <laughs> in the last 20 years. Um, uh, so I, I think it would be interesting. I mean, DC is already plundering, um, you know, all the all the their up-and-coming sh- uh, movies are just plot lines taken straight from um, animations or from the comic. So, like, I think <laughs> I think DC is doing is doing or has done two or three iterations of Flashpoint already between an animation, the Flash TV show, and the Flash movie upcoming. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, I think DC. I think DC's animation is already taken pretty seriously um even down to the fact that the most recent batman you know takes a lot of hints from um the long halloween which is also an animation and year Mm -hmm. one which is also um another animation also comic book so you know uh yeah i think dc i think dc should do it i I, in my opinion i think it would be awesome yeah what if starting with the batman it was all like either like cartoon to either 2d or 3d cartoon and we just started getting those and they were and they were treated as important as a live action do you think it would hold i think people would be like oh yeah that's the spin-off but where's the real thing you know i i think that it's an interesting idea i personally would love it uh for people Same. to take it seriously uh mm. with the like with um Shoot, what's that Batman called? Um, with the where Bruce Wayne is an old man, uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, like people took that very seriously, and I believe that's considered canon. Yeah, um, I, I would love it for uh, the DC universe to, uh, and the people who are fans of DC to take it as canon. Uh, but uh, I, I just don't know if people would take take it as seriously as like uh the moon knight or uh you know uh captain america and or no falcon and winter soldier you know um yeah i I mean i would love it to be um and i i think it's as adam was saying it would be a fantastic idea and it'd be a, a direction that um is honestly just a i personally think would be a fantastic direction um and to make uh dc stand out above its uh competitor of marvel um 
but you know, um, one can only hope and dream. Yeah, DC is coming out with um, Super Dog or oh the the yeah, yeah, yeah the Super Pets. Yeah, Super yeah. Pet, and that's that's gonna be no one's gonna say how does the DC Extended Universe fit into the Super Pets plot? Right, um, that makes me yeah. sad. I I really think they're there if you if someone created a cartoon universe based on comic books which are just still frames of cartoons anyways um i would give them major respect mm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for sure and but you know i think this is this is also hard coming from fans of you know because we're coming at it from a perspective of, of fans of the genre right like you know, we all, we, all three of us grew up enjoying comics and manga and animation. So I think that's, that's an easy, you know, that's an easy jump for us. But I, unfortunately, I think for the most part, people still, still view animation and cartoons as things just for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was disproven in the 80s when Akira came out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also a little bit later, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes. you know it's 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 such a shame, and uh, maybe comic book maybe comic book animations are are, are the way to the way to go. I mean, uh, especially with the success of I don't know if if you'd you know if you had seen uh, Mugen Train the 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 Demon Slayer movie, there's no way you would mistake that for a, a kids you know a movie for kids. And you know there mm-hmm. was, there was it had pretty it had pretty wide success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Excellent talk. Let's get to the meat. Um, we're here to talk about Hayate the Combat Butler, one of Dan's favorite <laughs> animes. Uh, I mean, actually, it is good. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, uh, Dan, can you please pronounce the anime that I we've watched? Uh, Hajime no Ippo. Hajime no Ippo. Um, and all of us are versed in Japanese can obviously say that that is japanese for the first step is it you know that i i had no idea oh i i can't take like credit uh wiki wikipedia told me so oh okay Uh, i i just thought it was like a play on words because hajime could also mean begin um and the main character's name is ippo so um and also ippo uh like yeah, he's taking his first steps into boxing. So it's it's just all around a great pun now that you mentioned that. I love yeah. that. So we saw a boxing anime, which is the first anime I've seen with boxing that did not have Glass Joe or <laughs> Mr. Sandman or Little Mac. Yeah. So uh, who, who wants to take a stab at a, a nickel and dime plot? I, I think I can take a stab at that since I was the one that uh, recommended it to, right. to you guys to do an episode on. Um, <clears throat> so, Hashime no Ippo. Uh, it follows a character uh, called Makunu, uh, Makuno. Eh, I can't speak today. Uh, Makuno no, no, Noichi? Noichi, that's it. Makunoichi. Uh, Ippo. And he is the uh, son of. A family who owns a fishing business. Uh, his father's passed away, so it's just his mom running the the business. And uh, after school, he goes and helps out with his mom with uh, trying to uh, support the business. And 
Uh, because of that, he doesn't have very m- many friends and he's bullied. Uh, and one day after being beaten up underneath a bridge, um, he gets found by a professional boxer and brought into a gym and uh, he starts to fall in love with this uh, new sports thing called boxing. Uh, and he gets uh, trained by this uh, very crabby and grouchy old man. Uh, and he eventually boxes his way to uh, becoming the featherweight uh, Japanese champion. And then after that, um, he starts to fight on the world stage with his eyes set on uh, the 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 world title. And it's about his uh, relationships that he's built along the way with uh, starting off as this very shy and meek uh, character, which he kind of maintains that shyness uh, throughout it all, uh, throughout the entire show, um, which is juxtaposed by his, uh, his self in the boxing ring where he's this hyper-aggressive in-fighter, which just basically means he wants to stand right in front of you and uh, just take blow after blow and, uh, you know, pummel your face in. Uh, It's a typical, uh, you know, like, underdog that uh, somehow becomes the top dog. Like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer finds he can take punches to the head without feeling them. And that's actually a uh yeah <laughs> that's beautiful yeah uh i so funnily enough i believe every single one of ippo's wins is by knockout nice not by tkl i mean you you would hope so he he's the rocky of our time so you definitely want a guy like that knocking people out oh yeah and well uh speaking of rocky um so all all the boxers within Ippo are uh, not that Rocky is a real person, but all the boxers within Ippo are based around actual boxers, uh, or at least um, countries' ideal forms of the best boxer. Uh, like for example, Ippo is um, he's kind of formed around a combination between uh, Dempsey and Tyson. Oh, yeah. Not Sylvester Stallone. Not Sylvester Stallone. He's a little smaller than Stallone is. Uh, He's like five foot two. <laughs> He's tiny, mm-hmm. but he could definitely beat me up in a back alley. Right. What I like about Ippo in his story is that it, it actually shows him like failing at boxing. Mm-hmm. Like in the first episode, he has to grab leaves. And, like, for a good portion of the show, it's, a, like, him just failing at it over and over. And I'm like, yeah, I can relate to that. There's a lot of failure in starting a new hobby or a sport. And I'm glad that he's not an instant success. Yeah, that's that's something I find so uh, inspiring and awesome about the show is, like, um, sure, he, he does have some natural talent, uh, like... He's a strong puncher. Uh, like in the first episode, uh, he uh, breaks the skin on his uh, on his fist uh, as he punches yeah. a punching bag. Yeah. Uh, but just because you can punch hard does not mean that uh, you would be a good boxer. Like it, there's an entire episode based around him trying to figure out how to shadow box. And he's just constantly tripping over himself and like doing weird jumps. Yeah. 
And the episode I left on was was a, a cliffhanger where he is in his first sparring match and he's basically doing everything the opposite of what he's <laughs> yeah. told to do. He's like doing all these like wild jabs and you're like, oh no, no, how's he going to get through this? Find out next mm-hmm. time, kids. And uh, the guy he's fighting against, he's like doing this awesome footwork, literally running circles around Ippo. Uh, I think it's the next episode, but uh, his his trainer uh, tells him to uh, get away from him. So what does Ippo do? He hides underneath his hands and literally turns around and runs away. Yes. That, and, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that makes sense. Not being yeah. a fighter. It's a comedy, but it's a sports comedy with mm-hmm. a feel-good action component to it. So I actually, you know, this is the first time I can say this is the first time I've watched um, a subtitle anime, and when really? it was done, I actually said, "Man, I want to know what happens next." And oh, I've, never said, I've never said that about an anime before. Well, well, Mike, I I'm I'm very happy that I, I showed this to you. Then I know two in a row, Dan. You got me into babysitting, <laughs> and now you got me into boxing. <laughs> Welcome you know? to anime. Yes. Yeah. Right. We get both. Um. Yeah. No. I. I definitely, uh, well, one, echo uh, both things you guys said, um, but I also don't want to, um, you know, discount uh, just the, the amount of success that this um, this anime uh, has had. Um, you know, it has, you know, 75, 76 episodes in its first season, and subsequently 25 um, in the next two each, and, um, you know, it's... It's it is a it, it you know it's a cornerstone uh, anime piece and um and it's also uh, uh, animated by uh, a studio called Studio Madhouse um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's a, a who's a well known creator also they're among their uh, animes that they're known for they they also animated uh, the Black Lagoon which is the, mm-hmm. one of the animes I was talking about earlier and Ninja Scroll. Um, oh yeah, uh, so perfect. Um, um, but they've also done things like uh, One Punch Man and Parasite and Hunter Hunter and you know. So this is you know this is a this is a serious studio and um, you know when you watch the the animation you know you're you're getting you're getting really good quality here. Mm-hmm. Do you think in Japan they get like fanboyish around studios? They're like, oh, don't look at him. He's just a madhouse. I yeah. absolutely believe that they do. I mean, yeah. you, you can also look at all like the the J-pop and uh, the K-pop studios of just like how much competition there is uh, between the, the the different houses, not houses, um, mm-hmm. studios. Yeah. I mean, even down to like there there are studios that do certain genres over other ones like. Um, one of my favorite studios, JC Staff, they do kind mm. of more comedy slice of life ones. Um, whereas like places like Studio Madhouse do more, um, you know, action adventure ones. Same thing with um, Mappa. They do like Attack on Titan. I think they did the most recent episode or season of uh, Demon Slayer and the the movie. So they're, you know, they're you know, they're they're absolutely massive right now. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. People are de- fan. People fans really care about um, what studios down to like when I, I, 
a series gets renewed for a second season, and mm-hmm. people will be like, "Oh man, I really hope, I really hope Madhouse gets this one instead of you know whatever a studio they had previously." Well, I wonder if it's like people how we bully DC and uh, Marvel, like you know, Madhouse is you know way better than Shonen Jump, and, and you know, like Shonen Jump is like, yeah, but everybody watches us, we get all the money, and you know, we were purchased by Disney, and um, you know, do they get into those kind of wars? I, I can't see how they wouldn't. I mean, people get bullied for way less. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can you can even look at Studio Ghibli with uh, Miyazaki handing over uh, the reins to his son. And uh, people are like, oh, it's just not the same. And then when Miyazaki, uh, he's now working on his final um, movie, people are like so hyped and stoked about it. Uh, just even within just the the studio itself. I know this is my brain just jumping, but how in the world is there not a live-action Akira movie? Like, how have we missed that? Yeah, well, you're 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 telling me. Um, Why isn't yeah. Ryan Gosling demanding? Yeah, Ryan Ryan Gosling doing the uh, the power bike slide. Yeah. Oh man, because he already was. It was just called Blade Runner twenty forty nine. In the back of his mind, he's like, "I know it's not Akira, but if I just pretend it's Akira, it's a little be good enough." Right, right. Well, I, oh. I, I think that's part of the problem is that um, Akira being the blueprint for for so much of the the dystopian, um, just future sci fi cyberpunk genre that. You know, if what's sad is if somebody were to release Akira today, they'd be like, "Oh, this is so derivative. They're just, you know, they're just, you know, this is just, you know, uh, uh you know, this is just Blade Runner, or this is this is just um, Cyberpunk 2077, or um, uh, what is it, the, the Third Element, or what, what is the one with uh, Fifth Element? Yeah, Fifth Element. This, you know, this is just Fifth Element or Terminator or RoboCop." And you know, mm-hmm. that's what's that's what's so sad about it is that if it were to be released today, people would just dismiss it as, oh, this is just a, a Terminator clone or whatever. Yes, but none of them have been able to copy the psychic boy who uh, can use his brain power to make a huge teddy bear crush <laughs> crash through a door. <laughs> exactly, uh... and that's what sets Akira apart. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, or like on on a similar note, like Initial D, uh, that can be released now because that that would just be a Fast and Furious clone. Yeah. For that reason, I think they should try. Like these these studios should be like, it's you know, it's time to put back the crown where it belongs. Uh, I know? think there is a live action Initial D. Is there? I would love to see it. Absolutely love to. It's on Netflix right now. It's called okay. Initial D. It was released in 2005, and it has a 33% Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it, no. Is oh, it no. a Japanese cast, or is it an American cast? It is Japanese. Oh, man. Well, oh. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't understand what the fans see in Initial <laughs> D. Oh, yeah. They, they want more running in the 90s. I think that's what Rotten Tomato wants. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it in Discord. <laughs> All right. Nice. Awesome. I'll do that watch later. Oh, it's everything I ever want. (laughs) Speaking of live action, um, you wake up one day and you've been given a billion dollars by Madhouse 
to make a live action Hajime no Ippo. Ooh, uh, I love this. Who do you do? Who do we hire? Who do you hire? Who's the director? Man, that's a that's a great question. Um, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to you know take away from the the main you know the main two boys. I think Dan Dan can speak on that. But I would love for that uh, the boxing pro that initially meets Ippo uh, to be um, Hugh Jackman. I think he did. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's perfect, right? Like he's he you know he he has some experience doing that with like real steel and stuff, which is yeah. pretty criminally underrated. Um, I think he has the physique for it, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's a good way to kind of get in a, a Western actor without it, uh, people getting too upset about it, right? And and uh, I think for uh, the the assistant uh director or whatever whatever his position is called um should be jackie chan yeah the owner of the gym no not the owner the owner's assistant oh jackie chan not the old guy but the younger than the old guy yeah yeah him okay i think jackie chan would well i i also think he would be really good as as the uh the owner but just just because Jackie Chan has had some serious uh, movies like The Foreigner, um, <laughs> but oh uh, no, I'm I'm so conflicted. Uh, no, I, I mean I, I think Jackie Chan, I think Jackie Chan would be a good choice just because he does do the comedy so well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because because mm-hmm. my thought uh, would be like Ken. Uh, what's his last name? Um, Jong. Yeah, as being the the younger assistant. Okay, with Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan being the owner. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Um, because the, the, I mean, the owner too does have his own. He has his moments. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go down this list of dark-haired actors, and you tell me which one is <laughs> Epo. Colin Morgan, Zac Efron, George Blagden, Chai Hansen, Sean Mahar, Nathan Fillion. Mark Ruffalo or Liam Hemsworth. I'm going to say none of them. <laughs> like I could see Mark Ruffalo maybe, but the 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 problem is like Ippo is known for being short. Uh even within the featherweight class, he's one of the shortest. Um uh, I think he's the second shortest boxer in the featherweight uh weight class uh in Ippo. Yeah, and Mark Ruffalo's also 50, so <laughs> uh, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the name of the kid from uh, Cobra Kai? The one who plays Miguel. That kid would be an amazing... Mm-hmm. One of those kids from that movie is going to play as Elvis in the new Elvis movie. Um, I the forgot actor's that's name coming is out. Zolo and I can't... Meriduena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think... He would be an amazing. I mean, it's a little too on the nose going from Cobra Kai building up a karate mm-hmm. uh, after being bullied to going into boxing after being bullied, but it fits. Yeah, I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, what about the 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 two X? Um, so in in anime, there's uh, in in Japan, there's there's a trope called Yankees. Uh, so basically. 
they're just uh, what, what, what's a good way of explaining it, Adam? They're Western gangsters. Yeah, uh, but they they're typically um, like uh, they're not like gangster gangsters. But yeah, they're just like the yeah they're not quite yeah they're street thugs. They're not like mafia or uh, shoot what's the that Japanese gang called? Ah, uh, whatever. The yakuza. They're not yeah, the yakuza. Well, yeah, but they're they're just like these street thugs. Uh, they're ex street thugs turned these goofy best friends uh, that pull pranks on everyone. Oh, I um, can see no other person than Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint, <laughs> ex stars of Harry Potter, <laughs> being the bullies. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, so that's that's really funny, but um. I, I can see Daniel Radcliffe being one of them. Yeah. But uh, Daniel Radcliffe being the more serious of the two. Yeah. Uh, but the, the other one, he's like known for falling in love with. So I'm not one to make fun of people's appearances. Uh, but the, the other guy is known for falling in love with quote unquote really ugly people. And he's made fun of it for all the time. And his boxing style, uh, he's he he copies frogs for his fighting style. As we all do. If that gives you any idea of this guy's personality, he's just he's just weird. Uh, but he's great. So, but I I can't see Rupert being that. Given he is weird, he is like, he is a drinker. In other series, he's like an angry, alcoholic drinker. I'll be honest, I haven't seen any of his movies besides him being in Harry Potter. <laughs> ah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, who would direct this film? Oh. Sorry, say that again? I don't... Who would direct this film? That's a great question. Um, I... I mean, I, I think that the uh, the only person for this, and maybe Dan... Um, can uh, you know, may, may have a, a another opinion, but I I think Ryan Coogler has to do it. He he's the one that directed Creed recently with uh, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, and did such an incredible, amazing job. Also, the uh, the soundtrack for um uh Creed is just on point. Uh, the 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 um the uh, the audio sound engineering is just as Mwah, tasteful okay. uh so and i'm sure coogler had a lot to do with that um coogler is also um uh known obviously for uh for creed and and black panther um so yeah like he can he can handle he can handle the the big blockbusters and um yeah and i, I think he would he would bring a certain just like coolness to it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely um my my other thought it's it's a little bit of a reach right but hear me out George Lucas what the star I, it's, wars it's guy. a little bit of a reach but um so uh, just take a look at uh uh like the star wars movie like the the original trilogy i just like that um uh, at least i i think like there's a little bit of that uh comedy with han solo just with him being that that rogue ish type um just like being able to find these characters and give them 
and give the actors definitive just like okay i want you to be acting this way um and like that that great uh, personality that he was able to uh give these actors and then giving them the freedom to act in that personality uh and uh, at least for myself i think my the reason why i'm so attractive to attracted to uh hajime no ippo is they're all like very strong personalities like they flush out um like they there's so much character growth within the show like you can um there's an entire story arc of uh basically ippo going into a depression because um he couldn't box for almost a year because um he broke his fist and his elbow uh and then he also um injured part of his spine uh, and there's that depression and growth and him trying to figure out how uh, he can be himself without uh, boxing because that's all he knew himself as being an adult is boxing. Uh, he he went to uh, becoming a professional boxer while he was still in high school. Uh, so it's about uh, that entire story arc was about him finding himself as an adult uh, outside of boxing. So just that uh, the the direction that I believe that uh, Lucas could give with uh just like giving these people their personalities and uh he i believe would need some help with choreographing uh the 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 boxing scene um but uh you can find those uh choreographers really anywhere like there's so many good movies with fantastic choreography um but but i think the the thing that makes hajime no ippo shine the brightest to me is all of these beautifully written characters and uh, i at least yeah. i think in star wars there's fantastic writing for characters mm -hmm. now that is a very uh i feel like there'd be more f there'd be a lot of fantasy tropes mm -hmm. in that which wouldn't be horrible um i wanted to think if you wanted to get away from the comedy and the lightheartedness of it you would get the director of the fighter david o russell who won like an Oscar for his uh, movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale, mm. or or you might want to go classic Clint Eastwood who did Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But that movie would be serious, so serious. Like I don't know, people would not associate it with the anime if you went that route. <laughs> And then I thought, well, maybe if you want more lighthearted, you want the director of A League of Their Own, Penny Marshall. But it turns out that she passed away in 2018. So maybe mm -hmm. not. But then, <laughs> then director John G. Alvidson already knows the formula because he did The Karate Kid. That's true. So him just coming back on the scene, one more hype, one more heist would be perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think these are all great recommendations. I also think that if uh, George Lucas was in charge of directing this movie, there'd be so many memes of like people putting up posters of Million Dollar Wookiee and, <laughs> and I don't know, Rocky Solo. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that, um, like I said, I, I just love all the, the personality that's within Hajime no Ippo. That's that's what just keeps on drawing me back to it. Uh, it's just the, how 
each character interacts with each other and and like what Mike said at the beginning, it's um like Ippo struggles to box. Um he he doesn't fully understand, uh, especially at the beginning, um, of what it means to be a good fighter. And um one of one of his driving forces of uh being a character is what does it mean to be strong? Uh and he still struggles uh struggled with that thought going into um like past being uh the Japanese featherweight champion. Uh he relinquished his belt uh and he went to go fight on the world stage and he still was thinking about what does it mean to be a strong person. And I, I just think that's just so I don't know. Yeah. Different to what some of the the um uh, like TV shows that are on now. Uh like you you can look at um Falcon and Winter Soldier like uh or like Captain America Iron Man they're like they're they're strong they know they're strong. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, totally. I yeah, I think that's a yeah, I think that's a a unique selling point for the uh for the show cuz I think a, a lot of animes, you know, the main character wants to be strong, works hard to be strong, and then they are strong. You know, they 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 get the Goku treatment, right? They're the they're the strongest mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, but not a lot of them show the that that struggle you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What I what I hate in Karate Kid is it takes three lessons to get become like a black belt, like mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Miguel. Like he gets beaten up a few times, or like. Um, and you know he's like, oh, you know, sweep the leg, ah. Oh, and then you know the next scene, he's doing backflips and spin kicks. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And you know, coming from someone who you know got tricked by Karate Kid into thinking how easy karate is, mm-hmm. that's serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recently tried one of my son's jujitsu classes because he didn't want to do it. And- <laughs> Uh, after the jogging, wearing like the twenty pound gi, I was gonna throw up. <laughs> after the jogging, we didn't even get into like any of the moves yet. That's funny. I was like, "Oh, am I the only one sweating all over the mat?" Nah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have had that calzones. <laughs> uh, well, I well, the one thing we didn't answer is who would be the villain. Because sports are only as good as their villain. Uh, so who would be the Adonis no. Creed, or who yeah, would and, be? And, and and maybe this is maybe this is where Dan's knowledge of the series can come in. But um, what's really great about the series is that um, they do a good job of humanizing um, all of his opponents. Mm-hmm. And but I don't know. Is there maybe just in the first arc? Who would you say is the overall guy that you know? Ippo has, you know, the most character development in, in, in beating. Uh if we're if we're gonna be going straight from the beginning, it has to be uh Miata. Uh he, he's the guy that uh Ippo's fighting at the beginning. Um and it it's this constant uh battle of them trying to fight each other throughout the entire show. Uh and they they and end up being uh basically best friends. Um but they they have this rivalry that uh, goes down in history, basically. Um, and, uh, like, 
they're from two very different schools of thought in boxing. Uh, like Ippo is a infighter. That means he wants to rush up to you and he wants to do, uh, he wants to throw short range punches. Like uh, he wants to do hooks and uh, uppercuts. While uh, Miata, he wants to stay away from you. He wants to wear you down with jabs. And then uh, he waits for you to basically slip up, uh, throw a wide punch. Uh, and he throws a counter at you and knocks you out in one punch. Um, so they're from two very different schools of thought. Um, and they're built basically completely differently. Uh, Miata's tall and skinny uh, and quick. Um, well, I'm not saying uh, Ippo's not fast. Uh, but Ippo is short and he's... Um, strong uh he grew up fishing so his lower body is very strong uh being out on the ocean um and carrying all the the fishing gear that uh the all the fishermen need um so they're they're just two very different uh people uh miata's father was also a professional boxer and his father becomes uh miata's coach uh but if if we if we want to go with more of a uh, this guy is a bad guy, um, there's a guy named Sawamura uh, who's just like at the the beginning he's just a bad guy through and through. He started boxing because he wants to hurt people, um, and he he's just all around bully, uh, and he wants a legal way of fighting people, um, and he gets pleasure out of it. Um, and that's, I think, arguably, uh, this comes in later in the show. Um, but I think the Ippo versus, uh, Shaw, yeah, Sawamura, 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 um, is one of the best fights in the entire show, even though it's not a quote unquote world class, uh, fight. Um, it's still, uh, it's, think Ippo's defending the belt I don't remember um but I I think that's one of the best fights in um uh, in Ippo and uh minor spoiler um uh it turns out that Ippo's love interest is Sawamura's uh younger sister uh so th you you already have some of that uh tension going on there yeah well I'm just looking at Miata Robert Pattinson would play a great dark and brooding Miata. And I like the whole Sonic and Shadow, uh, you know, mm -hmm. rivals yet friends. Like the, um, Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going to hold back on you. Or, you know, even though we don't agree on the same thing, I still respect you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or uh, there's just so many good fights. I just remembered another one uh, with a guy named Sendo. Um, uh, so Sendo was the interim champion, uh, featherweight champion for Japan, uh, because the, the former champion, uh, relinquished the belt to go challenge the world uh, stage and, um, basically tournament arc happened. Ippo gets injured and can't fight, uh, to become the, uh, the, the winner of the tournament. Uh, so he loses by default, um, and it gets given to Sendo, um, uh, and then they're both basically the same uh, boxing type. They're strong punchers. They want to be uh, in fighters. Um, 
and uh, that that competition of just like Sendo being uh, a country kid uh, who's loved by his village uh, has become the the boxing champion uh, versus this little meek and mild uh, Ippo who comes from Tokyo. Um, and I, I, I just think similar idea of, uh, you're the, the, the Sonic to my knuckles or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. I, I want to see this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't, we didn't come up with an actor for Ippo. Oh, oh, oh wait, or maybe one. Me, or, uh, Zolo Marduna, maybe. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Yeah. Zolo. Yeah. 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 Fighting Robert Pattinson one time only. I like it. Beautiful. Or if you really just want to borrow from Cobra Kai, uh, his uh, the person who's playing Elvis. I always forget his name. Elvis. Um, he you just put him in there, and it would just be like, yeah, dude, you're just totally copying from Cobra Kai. <laughs> the person who I, plays I think Robbie. That would be a, yeah. mm, I think that would be a fantastic uh, show or movie to watch. Right. So, anyways, uh, great job, guys. We nailed it. Absolutely. Another great anime episode right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So, what did we learn today? Uh, that we should do more anime episodes. Yeah. I learned if we let Dan talk, he can provide 90% of the content for a podcast. Amen. Yeah. Well, it, it also helps that Ippo, Hajime no Ippo, is one of my favorite anime of all time. I, I definitely put it in probably my top three favorite anime of all time. That that means something. That's praise from Caesar right there. <laughs> Hail Caesar, full of grace. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Anyways, this has been a great episode. Thank you, Dan, for sharing your expertise. Uh, thank yeah, you for no getting problem. me into yet another great series of content that I can do instead of hard work. <laughs> um, and, you know, as always, Adam, I, I think we solved Hollywood's problems yet again. It's pretty usual. Per usual. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, check out our Discord, Campus 180. Check out our Twitch, 180Fun, or just, you know, all these links will be in our description. So just please uh, give, us, give us a shout out. Tell us what you think. Share your feelings. Share your dreams. Or just watch us play video games. Either one, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. I've Absolutely. Been, I have been Mike. I've been Adam. And, and I have been Daniel. Yes. So go fight your bullies. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to briefly interrupt your Campus 180 radio podcast to give you a very important message. First of all, thank you for joining us on Campus 180 radio. We love having you here. But what else we love is we also love having fun. And we have so much more than just Campus 180 radio to have fun. We have two Discord servers that you can join us in. The first one is a fun Discord where you can hang out with great people, play games, talk about fun and nerdy things, and just have an overall good time. We have another Discord where we have Bible studies and philosophical discussion where you can come in, talk about life, be real with people, and we're not going to judge you. Both servers are open to everyone regardless of what you believe. We'd love to answer your questions about faith, 
life, and everything in between, feel free to check the links in the description. And now we go back to your regularly scheduled Campus 180 radio podcast.